going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Let's Stay in Bed podcast. It's your favorite Latino Caribbean couple who no longer supports Goya, <laughs> Andrew and Carl, live from our bed. That's a fact. Like, we're literally not supporting Goya anymore. Not, like, not at all. If you know, you know. Yep, if that's a fact. Know, no know. more beans and... No. Go buy that Stop and Shop brand. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you feeling today, babe? Uh, I'm feel I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Like last week was a tough week for me. Mm-hmm. I had just like mad stuff going on, so I was like all stressed out. But it's the weekend. We recording this on a Sunday, best day of the week, without a doubt. So I'm Facts. yeah. So I feel I feel good. I feel good. How about you? That's good. I'm feeling good. You know, I'm sipping on my little resling wine. Ooh, fancy. Nice, but um, you know, full blown in school again and. I'm going to start stressing soon, so. That's a fact, but this is your last semester. Last so semester, you, y'all. Yep. I'm getting my master's in June. That's lit. Graduation okay. season. What is it that they say now? Um, where the money reside? Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Where, where the, the money reside? <laughs> where the money reside? No, they say, like, level up or something. Or uh, they, like, paycheck or something. Like, oh, the price went up. The price went up, y'all. You sound wild washed right now. The fact that, like, what did they say? Oh, the price going up. <laughs> Hashtag I'm thinking, you thinking, the price went up. Like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a fact, though. New degree, who this type vibes. Um, so today we want to dive into something we believe affects, like, a whole bunch of people. And a lot of people our age especially overlook it. And mm-hmm. that's the pressures that society puts on us. Yes. You know, there's, like, a bunch of different avenues where, like, these pressures come from. Um, but before we like talk about that, I feel like we should just define what societal pressure is to us. So like, what do you, what do you define societal pressure as? So for me, I think when I think of societal pressures, for me, I think it's like this unspoken norm that, you know, we follow, but it's like a a subconscious following that we do and it's passed down by generations and we don't really know like where they came from or like mm-hmm. who made these things up mm-hmm. it's just like things that we think is supposed to happen or that we're supposed to be doing but not really yeah, <laughs> if I that feel, makes sense no no that like, definitely makes sense and i completely agree i feel like it's passed down from generation to generation mm-hmm. i feel like your parents and your family is one of like the major pressures that people feel when, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to like certain things um I also feel like these pressures come from your peers, mm-hmm. especially via For social sure. media. Uh, yeah. Instagram is like number one on my list. Of course, like Twitter and every and yeah. those other social medias are there, but I think Instagram has like it, top like, one. Yeah, it's it's top one. It's so, top one sure. exactly. So when I think when I think about like some of our, the unspoken norms, I think of like education pathways to a career right like Mm -hmm. there's just like this unspoken rule that you know you go to high school you graduate you go to college you graduate you either go get your master's or you know keep on that education pathway if you're like trying to strive for like a career that requires that Mm -hmm. or you're like you graduate with your bachelor's right after that you find a job you know like and those are things like you have to do right right and then i feel like people that don't fit that you know norm or they Mm -hmm. just they might not finish uh college or even finish high school Mm -hmm. they feel like 
or it's just society looks at them as oh you're kind of a failure yeah, unless unless you dropped out and you automatically became like a millionaire Facts. like if you're not a millionaire <laughs> it's a rap for you like yeah. or you invented something or you're a small business owner and stuff like that there are people that don't follow that specific path and it's okay that you're in the middle class or you just have a regular job and stuff like that but society makes it seem like oh no nah, like what are you doing you're yeah, failing yeah like you need you need to go to college and that's how i kind of felt like after well not after during my last year in high school mm-hmm. like there wasn't really any other option in my head like oh i'm gonna just you know go to work or do this i was just like i have to go to college like there's no other other option my parents probably would have killed me but if i didn't go so i'm like i, I mean i'm going to college like that's it and then there's also that other norm the other unspoken norm of like you know the the major you pick in school is like it has to be something that you want to end up doing you know when you Mm -hmm. graduate yep and i feel like that's kind of corny because i don't know you know we think college is a scam we mentioned this before but like like, yeah i feel like it's kind of corny that that's what's you know instilled in us because Mm -hmm. i i feel like i went to college really like lost Mm -hmm. and i'm like all right what major is actually going to be something that i'm going to do when i graduate or like something that's like i guess acceptable in like society's eyes like mm-hmm. i'm like yeah major in math like there's a bunch of avenues i could go with that and da, da, da. and then i graduate and it's like am i really using this degree you know like mm-hmm. but yeah. i don't know that's just how i feel about that yeah no that's true and like going back to you mentioning how after high school if you didn't go to college your parents would have killed you Mm -hmm. i'm thinking for me i knew i wanted to go to college because i kind of had an idea what i Mm -hmm. wanted to do already but then obviously once i was in college that switched up and Mm -hmm. that was you know i was lost as well it makes me think like if you if that pressure wasn't put on by you know society by your parents like what would happen like what would you if you had that choice do you think that you might have went down a different path um yeah i do think that it's weird because um my school my college had a music production major Mm -hmm. which wasn't like something i was gonna do but like i thought about majoring in music right and i'm just like i'm not gonna get a job with this degree you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. and that's like what you're kind of taught to like you know those creative type degrees or Mm -hmm. like that that pathway is not something that's gonna make you money when you graduate art music like all those i did music for like my whole life for those of you that don't know like i played the flutes from like middle school all the way into college and it was something that i thought about like actually studying but i'm like one my dad will probably kill me (laughs) and two Mm -hmm. like what am i gonna do with that you know when i graduate Mm -hmm. yeah no it's 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 really tough like I complete I feel like a lot of people experience exactly mm-hmm. what you were saying. They're afraid to try these things. And also college, the, all right, we we got to make sure this just doesn't become a college rant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we like anti-college, but <laughs> but um like when you look at majors, even if it's something you're really passionate about and then they make you take all these other classes yeah. like w- within the major like too, the not even the core curriculum classes and shit that you don't care about. Yeah, exactly. So it kind of just you know, everyone might not have that that love or just that passion for school in general to get good grades mm-hmm. in whatever class, and that could throw you off from that interest or yeah. that major. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. like uh, I'm not getting good grades. Like, let me just not do this well, anymore. This is hard. This, like, exactly. So, 
Honestly, I don't even think college. Like, this is like my last thing about the mm-hmm. college thing, mm-hmm. but I don't even think colleges should like require you to major in something because I feel like college is the time period where you're supposed to like figure out what it is that you want to be doing mm-hmm. exactly. or what you're interested in. Because in high school, you don't get to do those things, so it's like the set required curriculum in high school. So in college, you're like should be exploring your options, but whatever. And half the time when you graduate with that degree that you said that you wanted or that you were going to do you're not going to get a job in that to be honest like mm-hmm. yeah there's like you know so many people that get like unless you're becoming like a doctor or a lawyer yeah, that's yeah. one thing but people get an economics degree or something in business and they go in like the most random field yeah. but that's just we we We'll save our education <laughs> rants for another one. Um, yeah, if you want that to be a topic, hit us up. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a fact. Um, but you mentioned how, like, your parents would have, like, killed you if you went away for college. Um, something, for me, my mom was, like, really supportive with whatever. Mm-hmm. I know she wanted me to go to college. I already knew that. And I low-key wanted to go to college. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like it was forced upon me. But um, That's what you think. That's Yo, that's a fact. Wow. Societal pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no word. You think you want to go, but you're literally trained to want to go. Mm-hmm. Nah, that yeah. No, nah, we're, we're not smoking, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we just in bed, but <laughs> we mad cozy. But anyway, but just going back to, I feel like a lot of people get that pressure from the, their parents, mm-hmm. not only for like education, um, and just like your career path, but also like who you date, mm-hmm. your sexuality, like just there's a bunch of things I feel like that are put these just pressures that are put upon people that don't allow them to be mm-hmm. who they really want to yeah, be. Yeah, because you know if you're like Caribbean or Latino or Afro Latino, like you know how parents be. Like some parents are really like adamant about like oh, you need to date a nice Latina or a la- you need to date a nice Latino boy or yeah, stay away bu- from those black people you know. Or like, it's really bad. If you're black and you pull up with, you know, a white, white significant girl, yeah. other, your, your aunties, your uncle, like, don't, like, it's a wrap. So a lot of people are just afraid. If that's who you like, like, that's I have my like. whole feelings about right, it, but right. no. but We're if not that's getting in, get into that. No, not at all. But, like, if that's who you like, and it's really tough to you know express yourself to your family which is supposed to be the group of people it should be the easiest Mm -hmm. to express like the people you grow up with the people you love unconditionally like it's extremely tough and um not only even like partner sexuality but like even like i know a lot in the black community too it's just especially caribbean your aunties will pull up and be like yo you're too skinny (laughs) yo you're too fat like like have you been eating my grandma always used to be like you're so skinny do you eat like you need to put some meat in the bones and i'm just like sis like (laughs) this is like a a a generic thing and my whole family was like toothpicks when they were young you know and it's like your 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 fam is always like yo you're too skinny or oh you need to lose some weight and that shit affects you no it really does and it affects your like self-image and just how you look at yourself because in the back of your mind you really think you might yeah you think like oh am i too skinny like do i need to lose weight Mm -hmm. it's a this is a real statistic like 89 percent of the time your auntie or your grandmother or your mother or whoever says like you look too skinny you need to eat more is just because they're fishing for compliments for food. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> your auntie's mac and cheese is trash like <laughs> straight up they not just, my aunties but, they like, just want you to eat their food and yeah, tell them that it tastes good that's good because that's all they're looking for so so don't even take it to heart like at, at a time like most of the times it's out of love they're just like trying to 
you know, care, like make sure that yeah, you're, no, good you're good yeah. and all that. But, you know, the older generations, they just don't understand, you know, that their words have that much like impact, impact yeah, on your life. Sure. Exactly. I remember like we're not going to get that deep, but <laughs> my dad always used to be like, yo, this is not even that funny. But um, I had really bad acne when I was like growing up. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was bad, y'all, like to the point where I didn't want to go to school. But my dad would be like, oh, you look so ugly and, and say these things that he thinks is like just a joke. But in the inside, I'm like in middle school, like thinking I'm ugly as fuck, you know. So that's your 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 parents and your family's words really have an impact on the way you like see yourself, the way you feel about yourself. But I also feel like that's partially like your your parents insecurities and like fears passed down to you mm. like some of the things that they say to you mm-hmm. you know yeah like it could be you know something that was passed down from their parents so like their parents told them that it has to be a certain way mm-hmm. or just like they treated them a certain way and obviously when they grow up they're like oh you know it made me into the man or to the woman yeah, i became yeah, yeah. so it's like i want them to be mm-hmm. at the end of the day your parents just want you to be good and if they feel like their life turned out well, they want you to be like them, you know, to be or successful better or them, better you know? than them. Exactly. So you got to put that extra little pressure. But I believe pressure is important. It's necessary. Like you can't just let people just, especially I feel like your your children just like grow up feeling like everything is always okay. Because I feel like that leads to um, just like very. Them being oblivious of how the ob- world really is. <laughs> oblivious and just like very privileged. And we yeah. get into that whole like, oh, it doesn't I mean, matter. Well, yeah, I think that I do agree partially, but I also think, well, I do agree because I feel like telling your kids that shit is bad in the world, you know, like actually teaching them from young about shit like that is important. But I also think that it's important to hype your kid up, if that makes sense, you know, like allow them the, the, because it's a privilege now that we're able to like do things that we want to do but Mm -hmm. it's not something that a lot of our parents were able to but at the same time i feel like you need to be supportive of that you know it's it's a balance because if you're too supportive your kid will think that they're the most special person in the world i feel like so (laughs) so they need everything handed to them and but then if you shit on them too much then they're literally gonna have no Mm self-confidence or if you don't hype them up enough they have no self-confidence so it's it's a balance between both and yes, that's our advice to you upcoming parents. Like we have no kids, but we're telling you how to treat your kids. So <laughs> that, that's exactly what you got to do. But nah, yeah, I feel like that just leads into people just being their best selves. Like period at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to circle back on was like how you were saying you're, with your dad, he used to like make these comments about you and it like it low key hurt. I feel like my mom, she used to do the same thing, especially with my hair. Mm-hmm. Like if I didn't get a haircut, enough like you know if if it was like two or three weeks i'd get a haircut she always used to comment my hair my hair getting mad long mm-hmm. it's getting they and it's funny like that makes me like every other week i gotta get a haircut, yeah, haircut. Yo, and then if but, y'all don't know hold on sorry to interrupt mm-hmm. but if y'all don't know that if y'all don't know carl he has like he used to have like a new hairstyle every other couple months like oh i'm gonna just go i'm gonna go caesar then oh I'm gonna grow my hair out oh I'm gonna get a ponytail like what I never had a ponytail so we a bun a man bun I'm sorry I'm so sorry a man bun but anyway that's true you always gotta switch it up keep people guessing but (laughs) what I was what I was trying to get at is like I don't know if that had anything to do with my mom's upbringing Mm. but that low key 
like I noticed it wasn't her intention, but that low key like saved me from getting my ass cut in high school. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> I mean, yo, because like I know my mom doesn't really know about like culture and mm-hmm. like black culture black culture and like pop culture, but like everyone knows if you didn't have a fresh lineup in high school, even like eighth grade, middle school, like people are gonna cut your ass. Mm. So I feel like my mom low key prepared me <laughs> to always have a fresh shape up. And if people that's, know that's people know me in high school, like my waves was swimming <laughs> from <God>. junior year <laughs> and beyond. <laughs> they were swimming and my lineup was always clean. Check the yearbooks right now. Yo, clean lineups, y'all big turn on okay (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's let's move on (laughs) but anyways Um, what what we were saying about you know parents and their fears passed down to like their their kids from mm -hmm. from them and then probably from their parents and so on like i feel like a couple examples of that could be like wanting your child to like do something that you wanted to do that you never got to do or them not wanting you to do something that they try to do and fail yeah that's another one too like for example let's say like you want to be a lawyer and like you're really adamant that you wanted to be like you want to be a lawyer and you're getting that pressure from your parents because maybe like they really wanted to be a lawyer but they didn't have the money to go to college or they didn't have the money to get there and they're like Mm -hmm. pushing it on you and they want to see you be a lawyer but in reality like deep down inside you don't really want to do that Mm -hmm. or even like not with the education standpoint like you're um a father or mother pushing their child to get into a sport you know that because they did it or and they didn't reach that level they might have been like a college Mm -hmm. athlete but they didn't make it you know pro or become an olympian or anything like that so they're like pushing them from like since like three they put like a basketball football in their hand i actually know somebody like that like he has a child and like i don't know how old his child is right now but like they be like practicing doing like football drills because he's he um plays football and i'm just like does your child really like this or you're just like really trying to get them to get where you couldn't be you know it's it's a yo to be honest for that type of situation it's either a hit or a miss because you get players that like or, or I'm sorry, you get athletes that become pros because mm. they had the parent that pushed them and they loved the sport. But then that's what you see always in the media. You see those type of success stories. But mm-hmm. like I know pers- I personally know people that like, you know, they were pushed the whole time. And then once they became adult, they never touched that sport. They dropped mm-hmm. it because they were pushed so hard. Or they you know? or they're like still doing it, but they're very resentful of like yeah. their parents mm-hmm. because it's not something that they want to do. Yeah. But, yep. you know, they're trying to be they trying to make it for them, you know. Yep, no, that's exact. That's a fact. And then there's also this like little, it's not a big deal, but like <laughs> my dad always used to like instill like that we have to wear skirts to school because we're like we're girls, mm. and like I feel like that's a big societal pressure because like when he where he grew up in Panama it was probably like this like they wore um that's a, that's a lot of Caribbean countries yeah they wore like, uniforms mm-hmm. and stuff like that. you know the girls wearing skirts the guys wearing pants. slacks and mm-hmm. all this stuff and like. When I was in <laughs> when I when I was in elementary school, guys, this is like so embarrassing. So like I went to a public school, right? And my dad legit bought us uniforms. Like the navy uniforms. He bought them from Cookies. If you don't know what Cookies is, you're not from New York. But <laughs> he we he got us the uniforms from Cookies and we would wear it to school. Like how are they wearing a uniform <laughs> in public school? And people used to look at me like what is wrong with this girl? Yeah, that's, but that's my dad's so like, 
you have to like he wouldn't want us to wear it once a week and like we had to wear skirts to school and all this shit that now when i wear like pants my dad's like do you do you own any skirts and all this yeah. shit i'm like i don't really like skirts like that yeah that no nah, that, that that's tough especially <laughs> like going to a public school and wearing a uniform right? at least it was once a week Still, i mean though. like if it was every i mean to be honest that might be worse if it was every day they'll be like all right but but then yeah. that one day a week you pull up with yeah. the uniform that's that's not it but um, <laughs> i find that kind of funny how your dad was the one like sit, telling you how you and your two other sisters should dress mm-hmm. like you have to wear the skirt and stuff like that because usually it's like you know the father telling the son oh you got to be like this to be a man or mm-hmm. you got to, you know, you have to be a certain way. And I feel like there's a lot of just toxic masculinity out there mm-hmm. and not even just like men towards men. But mm-hmm. it's just like just how men perceive how other men and women should be like. Or it's how a lot- men perceive how they should be acting. Thing, you acting know? and just stuff like it's it's just very weird and it just goes to just so many things in life but just like oh boys gotta play sports when they grow up mm. or they just got or the whole like men gotta provide for the women and you like as we get older and it, like obviously myself too i'm not saying like i'm no special case it's just like you, know, you feel like you gotta be like the protector mm-hmm. and then you have to you have to provide for the woman you gotta mm-hmm. do this and that um even though i'd be trying to like break these social norms by having angelina take me out to dinner sometimes and <laughs> wine and dine me you know because that's something that i like yeah guys i'm the sugar mama here yeah no, no that's true and I, I ain't i ain't mad at it <laughs> of course not but i feel like when it comes to men and masculinity it's like the one thing that i feel like it's it's a societal pressure is that you know men are supposed to be strong and not show their feelings mm-hmm. and hold that in and be strong for like the household or you know your wife or whatever the case is like and that's why a lot of men grow up like not in touch with themselves or Mm -hmm. not in touch with their feelings or emotions or they think that's like a feminine thing or that's gay or whatever the case Mm -hmm. is no that's true especially with like the rap game and stuff Mm -hmm. they're showing more emotion and like people cut ass on certain artists but i just like i feel like we are getting a little better Mm -hmm. with like just men it's okay for men to show their emotion or just be themselves but we still got some all all thanks to you know the millennials Mm -hmm. who are are trying to change the world (laughs) no that's a fact but i feel like masculinity it's it's like not the only thing i feel like there's like these pressures for women for women from other women on how they should be as well oh, yeah of course like having children mm-hmm. or marriage like you're 27 like when are you gonna get married like mm-hmm. where's your kids and that could come from your parents as well too but just in general i feel like a lot of women have that pressure of like their end goal should be like marriage and and kids mm-hmm. and like if they don't have that at a certain age it's like what are you really doing with your life type thing mm-hmm. so i feel like that's one pressure that a lot of women go through and then the other pressure is if you decided to pursue your career and you really wanted to you know be a boss bitch excuse my language (laughs) but you wanted to you know pursue your career and do that before you have kids and or while you have kids it's looked at as like you're a bad parent because like you want to you know focus on your career and you have a child or or if you you're focusing on your child you're not putting enough attention to your career you're not going to get to that level you want like it's just that whole balance and then a lot of women i feel like believe that they can't have both right but then when it comes to men that's never 
ever an issue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. Those double. That could be another episode. Double standards. Yeah. No. But anyways. 100%, 100%. But um. Yeah. So I feel like. So with my mom, she like worked from a really young age. Um. And then you know her her um her goal was like she knew that she wanted to be a mom. She knew that she wanted to have kids and like get married and stuff, which that's also. I feel like you're trained to think that like back in the day it was like you're gonna get married and have kids like Mm -hmm. you're not doing anything else but that's what she wanted to do and then when she had us she like just put her whole like her goals and stuff on hold you know she to take care of us and she stopped working and my dad was the only one working and she did that for a long time like until we were all old enough to like you know survive I guess you could say on our own and then she finally went back to work and this was like I want to say maybe I was in middle school Mm -hmm. I think maybe I was in middle school when she finally decided to start working again which is actually wild (laughs) like that's a long long time time, but then but and then she started working now she's like in school like she got her associate she's getting her bachelor's so I feel like like you said a lot of people feel like they can't do both And I'm not saying anything about my mom. Like, I give her mad props for, like, actually, like, putting herself on hold. But I I don't think there's a problem with, you know, wanting to still be successful within your career or whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you want to do while you have a family and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I completely agree. But, like, that's, like, really kudos to her. Like, it's it's never too late to, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of people think, like, oh, you know, so much time has passed. I'm going to just... I have four kids. Like, Mm -hmm. let me just stay and do this. And it's not... That's not the case. Like, it's never too late. No, that's, that's a fact. But enough of us talking about all the pressures parents and our family put on us Mm -hmm. because that's not the only the only avenue it comes from Mm -hmm. like these pressures come from we have to talk about the main thing that we all use shout out to people that don't use it but it's social media especially instagram and twitter because i feel like those are the two most engaging facebook yeah but i feel like as millennials we're like we're, we're slowly off facebook the only people I, only millennials I know on Facebook are the ones that got kids and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to y'all. But um, nah, let's talk about s- social media. Yeah, social media is toxic, yo. I mean, I know I use it still. Like, I use it heavily now because of, like, the things I want to do mm-hmm. and the marketing that it requires. But yes. at the same time, I feel like when it comes to societal pressures it's mainly through these social media avenues and you know comparing yourself to other people that you see on social media and they don't even have to be like people you know <laughs> literally like some stranger that you don't even know anything about her life but you're comparing yourself to her mm-hmm. and the number one culprit is, is instagram yeah and like you said like it's stranger it's, that's usually the case mm-hmm. it's usually not your friends or someone you went to high school even though sometimes it is Mm -hmm. it's these people that you see on instagram that you know put these pictures of them looking great they Mm -hmm. have like you know very nice bodies they um they just preach positivity they preach like you know everything's all good toxic positivity no that's a fact (laughs) um and it's just it makes you think oh the worst part about it is that these people got like mad followers Mm -hmm. that's what mad likes that's what everybody wants on instagram mm-hmm. they say they making mad money due to these promotions these sponsorships and mm-hmm. everything and they're like freaking like 21 facts you and you're like what young, am i doing with my life and they like dominated instagram and 
you're just like you're 25 you're 23 you're 28 whatever and just like wow i want to just travel every day and Mm -hmm. just you know make money doing stuff like that and it just it it hurts like because you you're scrolling on your way to work well not now because of covid for most people but you know you're on the subway you're on the bus whatever during your work your lunch break you might not like 100 percent love your job and then you just you scrolling down instagram and obviously people only post the best parts of their life exactly so i mean like mm-hmm. we all know like let's be real no one's gonna be posting like I feel depressed today. Like, da da da. I mean, that's that Gen Z vibe. Though. That's that's <laughs> oh what they God. be doing right Gen now. Gen Z be taking pictures of themselves crying. <laughs> yo, <they> really, yo. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> shout outs to my little sister. <laughs> Let me stop. No, that's bad but, um, party. But yeah, you're not going to be on social media posting like the worst days of your life on there, you know? And I even, I even don't do that. Sometimes I, I, I like to push that, you know, not everything's going to be perfect. Like, it's okay not to be okay and like i felt like shit today but tomorrow's a new day type stuff mm-hmm. but like no one's posting their failures no one's posting like how they're really feeling and social media is just made to to make you look good like to post all the good parts of your life and or to make it look extra good when it's really not like that and i feel like people i feel like people know that but they're still stuck on yeah, like it's but it's it's that's why social media is low-key a drug because you can know like cigarettes aren't bad for you yeah. you can know like you know that's whatever true. is but you still you can't stop yeah, that's like true. You, you can't that's how like when you when shit is like that you know it's a drug it's just a different type of drug mm-hmm. it's it's the instant gratification drug with mm-hmm. the, um the rush of dopamine because you get likes you get comments on your pictures like yeah. you know people share it all that stuff like for me I try my best not to live like this now, but mm-hmm. before, if my picture didn't get a certain amount of likes, yeah, archive. I'm like, like silly. It's, it's no one's gonna see it because oh, they they weren't. And this was before I was even promoting stuff for like video or just like any type of branding. This is just me posting just a post, mm-hmm. and like I was like, oh, people didn't really like this video, or they didn't like this. I'm sorry, picture. Like, oh, it got to go. It, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't love, yeah. you know? But, like, what are you... But I like that picture a lot, but right. people didn't like it, so it's a dub. So. so it's like, what are you really posting for? Are you posting mm-hmm. for yourself or are you posting for other people? And to... it's, since it's social media, you're posting for other people. Yeah, it's Because if hard. it's for yourself, it would stay in your phone. Right. Yeah. It's, it's hard. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'd be like, damn, this shit only got, like, this amount of likes. Like, I usually get this amount of likes and what's going on and all this crap. But it's like, that's not really that important. It's, but it's yeah. it's really hard. Yeah, and then if I could give like any advice towards like the whole social media kind of how to like you know I haven't mastered anything, but yeah. just give yourself a break from it for a while. Course, like yeah. I really I've done that a couple times. Right now I'm not on a break, <laughs> but like when I <laughs> when I was on a break, I felt like my mood lifted. Like I wasn't so worried about like what every little thing someone thought yeah. of and stuff like that and i feel like it's necessary to give yourself a break if you're one of those people that find yourself on these social media platforms for like Constantly, hours a day yeah. if you're if you're there for like 20 minutes a day 30 minutes a day you feel like you're good by all means like social media is a great just detox and just break from reality and, and stuff it's also a good avenue to like express yourself not be a different person that's not what i meant but like it's a good avenue to express yourself put your opinions out there what you think about things and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. that's great but once it's like over consumed is when it like messes with your mental health and 
that's that's when it gets bad. Yeah, no, nah, and and just a great way to connect with people too, because right. like you could just meet, you know, mm-hmm. and just learn about different things, people from all across the world, different cultures and stuff. So it has its benefits, but I think one of the themes of today is just balance, mm-hmm. like the ba- balance with your social media intake was it'll just be overall better for your well being. Yeah, and I think that everything that we've talked about so far definitely contributes to you know someone's inability to be happy or like Mm -hmm. do the things that they love or that they're passionate about which also ties into you know your struggles to finding like your purpose of what you're meant to be doing yeah no i completely agree um i feel like when people don't really know their purpose they're just doing things Mm -hmm. doing Doing things for 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 the money doing it for whatever the fame doing it because someone told you to but it's not doing what for your family yeah and then i feel like at our age we're still in that kind of development stage yeah so like we're, we're yeah we're adults and everything but we haven't hit those 30s yet and even if you're in your 30s like you're still young and you still have a lot of life to live in mm-hmm. a lot of life you know a lot of things just to learn yeah and i feel like with us at our age now we're 27, by the way. Well, I'm 27, by the way. But, um, like, people might think, like, it's too late, like, in the game to, like, just try to figure out what it is that you want to do. But it's never too late. And I feel like just going through the motions of, like, what you think you should be doing is not it. Like, and eventually you're going to realize that, like, you're unhappy one. You're stagnant. You're not really, like, moving towards any type of positive direction for, for yourself, like, for your mental health and that ultimately leads you to just being unhappy forever Mm -hmm. (laughs) being 40 with kids and you never got that dog you wanted like yeah (laughs) (laughs) like exactly what you said we are still young to like make this change but i feel like a lot of people think it's too late but it's not or not well yeah that it's too late but also like they don't know where to start Mm -hmm. like okay i've been doing this job for like 10 years I kind of hate it. Like, the shit is whack. <laughs> like, I, wa- I-, I want to do something else that's going to bring me happiness. But what is it? Like, how do I even go about that? Mm-hmm. And and I feel like a lot of people are kind of scared mm-hmm. to get out their comfort zone. To yeah. get out. You know, you, you have this job. It's paying your bills and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I think, personally, if you don't have kids, and especially if you're living from home, like, you have the ability to change things. Yeah. Even if you're living... If you if you have to pay rent, if you have kids, that's where you have a little more planning to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you just got to save up to make sure you're not just switching your life and then your kids go hungry and you facts, have nowhere like, to eat. I don't recommend you, nowhere... you dropping your job and facts, just, facts. you know, pursuing your 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 love or your passion. But... Mm-hmm. but you just you have they just have to plan more. You mm-hmm. just have to, you know, put a strategy into place. Mm-hmm. I feel like. It, it it's still 100 percent possible and feasible for us. Yeah. Of course, we both still live at home. We both have jobs, at least, that are bringing some type of money, but we also have the ability, you know, to, like, actually do things on the side and figure out what it is that, you know, we want to ultimately do. Yeah, and I think that's, like, the first step in finding your purpose, no matter what age you are, even mm-hmm. if you're younger, or if you're older and, like, you're unhappy with where you're at, it's just trying new things and being open-minded. Right. Like, your friend hits you up to do something that you never really did, you never do, but you're, like, open to open to that you never know what will come out of that experience mm-hmm. like what will come out you trying a new food like right. this weekend i just had uh udon hmm. 
for the first time, she's mad because because she says I don't like soup. I don't know where she got this notion from. Okay, guys, I love soup, and this man over here is like, nah, I'm not really a fan of soup. So like, we never go out to like ramen places or like soup places like that. Then he talk about he ate udon this weekend, mm. and I'm like, wow, heard you. So <laughs> this is all facts. It's like. <laughs> I'm open to try new things. She but we're not going to get into He's trying to tie it into the topic. We're not we're not we're not getting into into <laughs> that. We're trying to teach people how to find their purpose. <laughs> so, it's just being open and not being afraid of failing too because I think that's another main thing. Like people are right. they don't they they want to try something new but they're like, "Oh, what if I'm not good at it?" Right. and stuff like that. That's you, definitely me because even now like I've I'm trying to like get out of that mentality, but I think like it's still always like a self doubt. Like, okay, what, what if I try and then I suck and I like actually fail? Like, what am I gonna do? That's and it's <laughs> and it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's not gonna be good at everything that they try. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's just about like you said, being open minded to the idea of trying different things. Because you know, I went axe throwing once and I was like, this could be my new hobby. And she was really bad at it. I was terrible. <laughs> but... I I only made it once into the into the little bullseye thing and i was like wow i would keep doing this this is like a nice stress reliever Mm -hmm. which goes into our next thing is which is to explore your hobbies and interests Mm -hmm. like you a lot of people have these jobs that that they have only because it'll make them a lot of money but are you like really passionate about it like for me personally I didn't know I had a passion for like videography and just storytelling and just creating content until I had a video project I had to do my senior year in, in in high school. And I had so much fun creating these videos about physics. Like, I hate <laughs> physics, but I had so much fun doing that. But after high school, I was like, oh, I'm going to school um, for I'm going to business school and I'm most likely going to study uh, economics or accounting because that's mm-hmm. something I'm really good at. But I necessarily and I knew I was going to make a lot of money, but. That's not something I didn't like. And after my freshman year, I was like, I'm done with this. And I was like, let me try video because I enjoyed that so much. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, you know, um, I graduated for communications degree. But after I graduated, I pursued the whole video career, uh, video production and editing. And it's, it's something I really love. So that's one thing. Like, look, what are some things that you doing your spare time that you will do like without getting paid and that's like a great way to start to see like maybe i could actually turn this into a paycheck exactly what a money money was that (laughs) (laughs) but do you think like do you have any regret to like not doing business like do you ever wonder like what if i stuck with it what if i stayed at baruch and actually got my business degree what would you be doing now? Oh yeah, I'll be making six figures. <laughs> like for a fact, I was really good at it. Like my freshman year, like the classes, people were like struggling. I was like, this shit is easy. Right. Like I would have had a really good GPA, and then I would have definitely joined a bunch of these. Like they had like these business clubs yeah, that they like. Yeah. Like I had shit already planned out because I'm one who just plans everything ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So it was gonna be good. I was gonna be good. So yeah, I'll be making a lot of money, but I might be miserable. Yeah, so might you? most likely probably would have been miserable no that that, that's a fact but yeah um Mm -hmm. i think like for me i didn't realize how important like hobbies were and stuff until like i was working at my current job like full time for a minute and i was just like "Mm." (laughs) Mm -hmm. like 
I I don't hate my job. Like, for those of you who don't know, I'm an admissions advisor for CUNY. So, like, I deal with literally all CUNY school applications for undergrad. And I, like, I was interested in higher education, like, admissions specifically before I got this job. So, I was interested in it. I did like it. But, you know, after you do something for a while, it's just, it becomes, like, robotic. And you're just like, uh, like I'm not really feeling this. I and need some change. Yeah, like, like I need I need my day to days to be like interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like thinking very like small, like okay, so my next job I would do in admissions, but like be on the front end of like recruitment and you know s- communicating with prospective students and stuff like that. Thinking mad small, but the when I realized that I actually was like not miserable <laughs> that's kind of extra but like mm-hmm. unhappy-ish I guess was when um the pandemic happened like I've been working from home since March it's about to be a year soon and like while I'm working from home one I realized that co-workers make the job because mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> I'm like I'm working from home and I'm bored <laughs> like, yeah. either they make the job fun or they make the job hell. right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's one or the other <laughs> but I was just like damn I kind of miss like you know chatting it up with my co-workers if y'all listening you know <laughs> I miss y'all but <laughs> um and I realized that like this is not it for me like this can't I was like this can't be life like just doing this <laughs> Like, I need to explore, like, more things outside of this job. And so, more so last year, 2020, I started writing down things that I want to do, like, or hobbies that I want to pick up or or hobbies that I've done before that I just stopped doing. And then I started a blog, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which wasn't last year, but I started a blog in 2018. I was like, I did want to start a podcast, but I was like, I kind of don't know what it would be about i didn't have anything developed so i was like i'll just wait and put that to the side and then i'll start my blog and so i started my blog and in the beginning you know i was still in like the mindset of like no one's reading and this like no one's reading my stuff like i just want to stop and you know that societal pressure of like you ain't getting feedback no one's liking your shit or anything like that but um a wise man next to me told me like just keep going like it don't matter it's not about that it's about you know this is something you actually like to do so two Two years years later later, i'm still doing it it's still hard because i'm busy but like i'm glad that i i actually put myself out there and stepped out of my comfort zone to try it because it's something that i actually like to do and it led to like me realizing what it is that i want to eventually do in the long term and you know i enjoy like helping people realize their true potential i guess you could say or Mm -hmm. like um making people's day whether it's like a quote that i posted on instagram that someone's like oh i really needed to see this today or like just motivating people and helping people in that aspect and so i think it wasn't until this year that i was just like i think this is like what i was meant to be doing you know Mm -hmm. like helping people be better versions of themselves yeah and just you mentioned like something really important that which was you like self-reflected right. you you wrote down a bunch of things that you like you know some things that you want to do mm-hmm. and you just basically evaluated where you were at mm-hmm. like i think that's extremely important like we always say we're two people that love to plan right. love to organize things and stuff like that and 
especially when you're stuck and you don't know like you're at that crossroad that's mm-hmm. super super important major, like, major major key facts it'll help you put things into perspective right and i feel like when you have things written down it's a little more real yeah and it's, it's just, easier to see the bigger picture you know mm-hmm, and just see what you want because like you might write you might write down something and be like eh, it's not really i'm not really feeling that but then yeah. you write something else down and you just see it on paper and it's just and it makes yeah. you think it's like yeah like this is something maybe i could i could pursue right you know? um in in june of 2020 someone i know she was getting into like the kind of like life coaching business and she created this worksheet like this passion worksheet where it's like just like a bunch of questions to answer about yourself of where do you see yourself in a couple years what do you like to do what makes you hot happy your hobbies and etc and like I filled it out and I feel like it wasn't until then when I actually did the worksheet when I was like oh wow like I actually think like I know what it is that I want to do in the future and like you said I think self-reflection is really important if you're not self-reflecting you're not growing Mm -hmm. let's just put it that way like you're not gonna grow at all so i think it's important to write those things down see it on paper post it up so you can see it every day you know yeah and i feel like a lot of people you might not even know that you're Mm self-reflecting like you don't have to write it down but if you just like constantly like just sit with yourself and just think oh like yo last year i was here or last month i was here and Mm -hmm. now i'm I'm here like that's also self-reflecting meditating um, is a form of self-reflecting as right. well so it's just there's a lot of things you could do but like angelina said it's necessary for growth yeah and i think self-reflection is definitely something i try to make um a priority now like every month shout outs to passion planner if you don't have one you should definitely get one sponsor us <laughs> <laughs> so passion planner really be putting me like on track because they have like these end of the month reflections and because of that like i always make sure that i'm reflecting at the end of the month like my monthly goals what i accomplished what i didn't my highs my lows what i can improve on in the next month and that's also a really good form of self-reflection and evaluation yeah yeah that's something that i try to do every month i don't do it but it's extremely necessary set those goals and for the beginning and reflect on the goals for the month yeah. yeah and one other thing that we didn't talk about that i think is also very important is manifestation yeah, that's a fact you it's know, funny because i don't know if this is for everybody but i feel like manifestation is getting like a bad rep really like i feel like because you just see mad people on ig oh i gotta manifest this like trying to manifest um i manifested uh, you oh uh, i don't know i'm <laughs> that's that's no there's nothing i think it's necessary it's mm-hmm. extremely important but i feel like sometimes just on social media you just be seen as a joke like mm. you know i'm manifesting this three bedroom two two bath house for ten dollars a month like all right I, or you just look it's just mad stupid stuff around i don't it. think I, I don't agree i just feel like now it's like a trend it's kind of like a trend and i feel like most trends are looked at as trends like you know oh oh, it's just something that everyone's doing right now and this thing but it should be something that people constantly do yes and just add to their like normal Mm day-to-day routines and just it's just important yeah like if you're manifesting for now just because like everyone's doing it you're not gonna get anything that you wanted (laughs) 
<laughs> sorry that's just how it is but i don't know i'm very spiritual in that way like i believe in the universe bringing you know things that you put into or you put into words or you put into writing and I, that's why i think manifestation is important because if you put yourself in that mentality of like you're gonna get these things like next year i will be doing this then like it's gonna happen for you mm. like and there's so many people that could attest to that where no, they're like you know next year or five years from now i'm gonna be doing this i'm gonna be doing that i'm gonna be in a mansion i don't know whatever and then f in five years or less or even a little more it's like it, it really happened for them yeah. so i think that that's really important to put yourself in that mindset because if you're in the negative mindset of like damn there's no way in hell that next year i'm gonna be like in the i don't know condo of my dreams with my dream job like that's just not gonna happen then it's really not gonna happen for you because mm -hmm. you're already in that negative mindset but if you like sit down and you you don't have to write it but you could think about it and you're like next year i'm gonna be standing in my condo with my dog this is kind of my um <laughs> manifestation condos and dogs <laughs> with my dog my dream job i'm gonna be financially stable and if you keep putting those things out there if you keep saying them if you keep like writing them you're yeah, gonna get it exactly and it's it's manifestation and implementation right so if you keep saying it, it's gonna always be on your mind mm -hmm. you're gonna work towards it so it's not just going to be manifestation and then lay it's gonna happen and, and, like, and lay down yeah, and, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. and it's about to be yeah, good. Yeah, like, you got to nah. put in that work too, like manifest and try to make it happen. Mm -hmm. I think, is that the angst tip of the day or nah, this we got something else? That could be the tip of the day, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, and just tip of the day, guys, insert music. And just tip of the day is do what makes you happy mm -hmm. so with everything that we talked about today you know societal pressures finding your purpose do what makes you happy and do things for you and not for other people you know don't try to please your parents don't try to please your friends your significant other do things because it's something that you want to do for yourself and you feel like it's going to help you grow and become a better version of yourself in the long run and don't do things or not do things because you're afraid of what people are going to say or what people are going to think you know i feel like that's also like a big thing with with millennials and that also ties into trying to find your passion you know pursue the things that you're interested in pursue the things that make you happy that bring you joy and ultimately it'll lead you to you know finding out your purpose and what you're really meant to be doing in this world yeah i like that I like that, and I agree with it. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Applause. Yes, yes. <laughs> On that note, that concludes this week's episode of the Let's Stay in Bed podcast. Yes. Shout out to our bed fam. That's what we're doing. Bed. That's what we're calling our fans. Hey, the bed fam. The bed fam. Yes. All right, yo, shout out to y'all, man. We appreciate, <laughs> appreciate y'all for tuning in. Yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in, for listening every other week, and you know just for riding with us mm -hmm, that's it you could um you know follow us on social media you can find me at, at underscore carl mc that's carl for k m c yes and you can follow me at underscore queen Ange. and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast leave us a rating and leave us a review yep that's a wrap we're gonna catch y'all in two weeks everyone be easy and bless up bye